and influential superstars that we've probably seen in this generation. What's going on, everybody? My name is Stephen Ramon, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mr. Wanye Picante. And um, this is a special edition under some difficult circumstances of Russellholics. Um, in case you didn't know, as of August 24th, 2023, Bray Wyatt has suddenly and unexpectedly passed away. So we had a whole show that we were going to do today, release Saturday, but um, we figured that we would change everything up and pay homage to a incredible superstar who definitely is going way too soon. One year. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild um, and devastating, especially as, you know, a fan of his – Granted, he wasn't one of my favorite wrestlers, but I appreciated his work. Um, a lot of the elements that he added um, to wrestling. But um, it is with heavy hearts that us here at WrestleHolics report that the iconic WWE wrestler Bray Wyatt has passed. The reports first broke via Twitter through Triple H's posting that he had received a phone call from WWE Hall of Famer Lawrence Michael Rotunda which was Bray Wyatt's father, that his son had passed. It was an unexpected passing of the WWE superstar who had given the fans and the world an appreciation for the darkness. He touched the lives of many from the children who originally were afraid of the fiend, but grew to love Bray Wyatt. Even the adults became very fond of the twisted, yet very relatable character that was Bray Wyatt. From a wrestling standpoint, he gave classic matches as an up-and-coming talent in NXT as Husky Harris, then erupted onto the main roster as a mysterious cult leader of his unlikely bunch of extremely talented misfits, the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family consisted of the late John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, current WWE wrestler Adam Joseph Schur, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, and current free agent wrestler Joseph Charles Rudd, a.k.a. Eric Redbeard. The group would go on to terrorize the main roster as a very dominant faction with several championship runs along the way. Even after the family split, Bray would have success as a singles competitor and achieve championship status multiple times. As a avid wrestler, avid wrestling fan, excuse me, um, it, it is a sad day. Um, it seems a bit unreal to, to think that we lost somebody who the entire wrestling community was waiting for the return. You know, we, 
we got a bit antsy because we got a little bit from the his final match, the pitch black. Yeah. LA um, with LA Knight. And you know, it I'm I'm sorry, I'm a bit overwhelmed because I I just didn't expect this. Um what do you think? Being a wrestling fan for so long, um, over 20-some years, 30-some years probably, you know, we've, I've, I've seen a lot of wrestlers pass away, you know. Um, just yesterday, on the 23rd of August, we lost Terry Funk. So, you know, Terry Funk, he passed away at the age of 79, Hardcore legend. Uh, I definitely remember watching some of his matches as a kid with Mick Foley, Chainsaw Charlie. But this one with Bray, is, it hits different. This reminds me of when Eddie Guerrero passed. I think I was in, I want to say maybe ninth or 10th grade. I was sitting in um, ROTC doing the morning announcements in high school. And it came across that Eddie Guerrero had passed away. Unexpectedly, they found him unresponsive in his hotel room. And that hurt because I was a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. Huge Eddie Guerrero fan. The same way that I was a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I don't know if the word was or is is appropriate. But just as a fan, as a wrestling fan, period. It, it sucks when you see someone of this ta- this this caliber just unexpectedly just pass away, you know. But then I think it's a, a bit worse if you're an actual personal fan uh, of that performer. Um, the Bray Wyatt gimmick, you know, in its emphasis when it was the Wyatt family, I wasn't opposed to it. It kind of grew on me after a while because it was unique. Hadn't really seen it. Um, I guess from a fantasy booking perspective, that's, that was one of the things like, hey, I can't get Undertaker versus Sting, but Undertaker versus Bray would be awesome. Yeah. And, you know, we did get the Undertaker versus Bray, but WWE, you know, they they did what they do. Yeah, so the, <sighs> Bray Wyatt was just, he, he, he was more than a wrestler. Father, um, him and his fiance Jojo have two children together, two children from a previous relationship. Um, so husband or husband to be, father, friend. Um, this, this, this sucks. Like it's it's heartbreaking. I don't know. I know I was probably one of the ones that was asking, like, hey, man, what is going on with Bray? Like, why haven't we seen him on, on television? Um, we didn't know, at least I didn't know, if WWE were doing something, you know, there were reports that he had some creative issues or conflicts. And come to find out he was dealing with an illness that ultimately um, he couldn't overcome. Yeah, I know. Just just speaking from my standpoint, I think that the the loss of him, more than just as a wrestler, the personal standpoint that I have, you know, that I can really relate to, 
is, you know, just putting myself in the mind like, man, you know, what if something happened to me? You know, just thinking about how it's going to affect, you know, his kids. Yeah. You know, and like you were talking about his fiance, because the loss of someone who you build that relationship with, who you build um, all those memories with, you know, it's it's saddening. For me thinking, you know, that I'm not going to see the fiend again, because that's that's what made that that's what really drew me into the character of Bray Wyatt. That was that was the creativity. Yeah, his his he was brain, a genius, man. His brain was so it was so far beyond what normal WWE booking and storytelling was, is, and probably will ever be. I mean, the guy gave us he gave us so many he gave us so many layers and so many elements of of wrestling, of enjoyable wrestling, but also entertainment. Even even with the with his most recent version of himself, the Bray Wyatt um, Uncle Howdy, yeah, you know it was still it had people clamoring, and th- there were some mixed reviews. A lot of people was like, "Hey, they need to hurry this thing up." Some people were like, "Hey, let it cook," but either which way it go. Bray Wyatt had the ability to just really get that emotional connection, both that emotional response mm-hmm. from from the audience. And let, let's look at the Firefly Funhouse match he had with John Cena, right? Yeah. Unorthodox. Crazy. But entertaining. Yeah. Very. And especially even for me and I'm probably, I, I could go on record and say I'm probably one of the biggest John Cena fans. Like, in my mind, John Cena is it, you know. So being involved with that match and just seeing all the different elements and the different, the roller coaster of emotion that it got you, it drew you in and it, and it, and it, and it had like a, like a real strong hold on you. Like, man, what is really going to come of this? Yeah. It's so many different sad elements surrounding this. But definitely among those elements would have to be how I feel that we as wrestling fans were just robbed of an opportunity because we never, in my opinion, I don't think we ever got to see Bray at his full potential. Really? I don't think so. I don't think we ever got to see what his creativity could really max out at. I think he he always had limitations and restrictions placed on him creatively. Probably because those that be in WWE can think outside the box like you said earlier. But I personally felt that we were getting ready to see the best of Bray Wyatt when he returned back at SummerSlam. I, yeah. I, I felt with, with the workup of him coming back and then the storytelling, the, the stuff with L.A. Knight, and just all of that, the, the rumors, the Uncle Howdy gimmicks, just all of it. I felt like, yo, Bray Wyatt is getting ready to so, show us some really twisted stuff that's going to be amazing. But 
unfortunately, we're not going to get to see that. No, no, we're not. And I have to, I have to concur with you. Yeah, we definitely we didn't get the we didn't get the best of Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt gave us the best of him. Yeah, you know he 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 always gave it one hundred and ten percent. You know, going back to what you said, some of that greatness was honestly capped. Yeah, um, because as we know, WWE has a certain feel, um, a certain way that they want to convey and how they like to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And with Bray Wyatt's character, I mean, even going with the Uncle Howdy stuff, you could tell that the way it was going, it was building up. Yep. You know, the momentum was going from the vignettes to the promos to the little the little sprinkles of just not the norm as it pertains to wrestling. Yeah. So since we're talking about Bray and his in-ring career, we called out the Firefly Funhouse match. Mm-hmm. Right? You said The Fiend was probably your favorite iteration of Bray. Yes. What was your favorite Fiend moment? I think my favorite Fiend moment, he was in a feud with Randy Orton. And really? Yes, he was in a feud with Randy, and it was in it was in one of the matches, and he did like the like the Exorcist upside down head turn thing, and that moment just it always <laughs> stuck to me because I saw, I saw Randy give a face like, wait a minute, it was almost like Randy had no idea like he was gonna do that, and just yeah. the way he did it, it, it was so much raw emotion from Randy, and because Randy's one of Randy Gordon, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. So to see him react like that, it almost it caught me off guard because I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. If Randy, the man that hears voices, if he should, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope. I wasn't I wasn't expecting you to say that one though. Okay, o- only because that was like his last serious feud before he got released from the company, you know. And then we saw how everything ended with the feud at WrestleMania, and yeah, um, I think my. Favorite Fiend moment probably had to be the debut of the Fiend. It was a SummerSlam. I'm thinking against Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, we had seen like the little that was his first actual match as the Fiend. So just the entrance, the whole presentation, I was like, holy smokes! Like, yo, I don't know what this dude is, but it's freaking sick. Yeah, because you always kind of like the dark guys anyway. Of course, we but. always do. We like the we like the mysteriousness. We like the the essence that they just just the aura that they give because they give us something. They give us something different because you know as as wrestling fans, it's always heel face, heel face, heel face. You know, to get something mysterious mm-hmm. with a with a dark spiritual essence to it it always gives us you know uh, a different vibe mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's because we all grew up with the undertaker I, you know i think so i would have to say that so all right that was your favorite fame moment did you have a favorite moment with bray wyatt 
like the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. Not a favorite moment as the whole family. Or just just that iteration of him, period. Did you have a favorite moment? He, at that time, and I'm going to be honest, I think it was my, I guess, amateur or or, or novice wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my cup of tea. You didn't understand the gimmick. I, I, I think that's what it was. Probably so. I think when he did the fire the Firefly Funhouse and he did when they would, he would come up on the on the little TV and he'd be like in the there, whole, like the Mr. Rogers joint with the puppets. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> when I tell you that joint it, it used to crack me up. But like I said when I when I think about him, like I said, him with the Mr. Rogers and then that the match that he had with with Randy. Bruh, my kids, my kids, they were what? Four and two, my two youngest, mm -hmm. they were like four and two. And so every now and then they would watch wrestling with me, right? And whenever that would come, they loved that part. They would go crazy. But then when he actually started showing the Fiend gimmick and he was flip it, I had to be like, oh, y'all can't watch this. <laughs> no, no. Because y'all have some nightmares. Then your mom mad at me. Right. <laughs> now I got to stay up. Like, no. But yeah. yeah, that was just again. It just goes to his creativity, man. The layers he was able to add into his character. Like one guy, on, on one hand you got Mister Rogers, on the next hand you got the demon from hell. Look like, yeah. Speaking speaking of the demon, granted that was a match that we never got. It was, but we should have got it. We definitely should have. WWE, you owe me. All right, you owe me for that. All right. Oh, oh we should have got that. Yeah, especially after uh, we're not going to go down there. Okay, road. we're not. I, I just want to say that it's interesting that Finn had his Finn had his Demon King, which which was good, mm -hmm. but I think that Bray Wyatt's the Fiend overshadowed him so much to the point where we didn't even fully appreciate. Finn Balor. We could talk about a later date, but just think yeah, about that's definitely that. a whole nother. I know, I know, but it, it 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 literally just hit me. I don't think just real quick. I don't think that it's so much as overshadowed that that version of Finn. Mm -hmm. I think that version of Finn just ended up getting played out. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, we'll talk. We'll talk later. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, yeah. So let me see. My favorite Bray Wyatt moment with Wyatt the family man. Man, it was uh, not the family man. I don't know if this one counts, but it was when he won the uh, the tag team championships with Matt Hardy, the the leader of worlds. <laughs> oh man, it was that one. Oh god, it was another one. He it was a a cage. I think it was John Cena. Yeah. It was John's because you know he had a few run-ins with John mm -hmm. Cena yeah. on his first run, and I don't know if it was for a championship or what, but it was a cage match, and it looked like John Cena was getting ready to get out the cage. The lights went out, and when the lights came back on, it was like this little kid dressed in white singing. They just got the whole world in his hands, and then next thing you know, it's like all these little kids pop up and it yeah. freaked John Cena out so bad. Yeah. I do remember that. That was probably like one of my favorite moments. I was like, now every time I hear he's got the whole world in his hands, I think about Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm at church. If when I hear that song, <laughs> I think about Bray Wyatt. Yeah, like man, 
I think that really speaks to his 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 polarizing I mean figure, character, person. I mean, what whatever title you want to give him, I mean, it was captivating. Yeah. Yeah, the man was entertaining, for sure. I know one of the things that really had an effect on the man, on Bray the Man, okay. on Wyndham, uh, was the passing of John Huber. They were really, really close in real life. Um, the interviews are out there. When when John Huber passed, that took a toll on him. Um, now, you know, they're reunited. Half of the Wyatt family is reunited again. Yeah. Um, God, man, 36. Yeah. That's young. That's young. That's, I'm 34. Yeah. 36 years old, man. That's. To think about all of the, you know, all of the, and I, I mean, I, I hate to say this selfishly, but just like we could have had, I mean, at least another five, six years. Sir, I, I dare say 10. Easy. With the, with proper, with proper, with proper Bray Wyatt management. I was about to say. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come here with this low management crap. <laughs> hey, look, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the low managed wrestling. However, in, uh, in, in Bray's case, I would allow it because it gave, it gave, it gave credit to the story. Mm-hmm. It built it. It gave it. You know the other thing about Bray? What's that? The other thing about Bray was I think he was really good in in doses. Like just a dab of Bray here, a dab of Bray there. Bray was one of those guys, depending on the iteration, like especially with the Fiend iteration and what we would get ready to see in this in this most recent return with Uncle with the Uncle Howdy gimmick. I don't know what we want to call that. That 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 was one of the things that would have been good, like, hey, a little bit here. Like you don't need to see him on TV every week. He right. doesn't need to be on the PLE every every month. You know, just here and there. Just sporadic. Because I think what he was on the verge of doing from a wrestler standpoint was very Undertaker esque. And one of the beautiful things about the Undertaker character was how he was able to position himself solely with his gimmick in a main offense status level without ever needing the championship. And I really feel that that was, that was what Bray was on the verge of getting ready to do. Yeah. Like, because of the uniqueness of his character. Like, Bray was just that guy that, from from an on-screen persona, like, you didn't want to cross. I dare say, I dare say that part of the reason why L.A. Knight got so hot was from working with Bray. Because Bray Wyatt was really his real serious feud on the main roster as L.A. Knight. Because when he first came up, he was stuck with the Maximum Male Models gimmick. I hated that. And then Triple H took over. Mm-hmm. We switched him back to L.A. Knight. Yeah. And then he was just kind of like floating in limbo. You know, we'll see him backstage here and there. He didn't have anything until he ran up against Bray. Which he did masterfully. And I, yeah, I, I have to agree because if we think about, if we think about L.A. Knight, even even before he came to the main roster, yeah, he performed. He had a, ve- a very good career. Absolutely. 
I mean, even, I'm not saying that the guy's not good. Like the guy's great. Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm just saying like it definitely, it definitely started the fire that is L.A. Night now. Yeah, but even even in losing that match because it was so heavily talked about, mm-hmm. whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, I dare say that Bray Wyatt still got L.A. Night over. Bray put L.A. Night over in my opinion, even though he won the match and typically. In wrestling, you don't put somebody over unless you lose. Yeah. Bray put LA Knight over. And it fit. It fit even even with LA Knight's personality, the character that is LA Knight, with the vignettes and the backstage interaction, just the little the little things, the little subtle things. Mm-hmm. It fits so perfectly that it allowed LA Knight to really blossom. In front of our eyes, while like you said, mm-hmm. we got Bray and little spurts. That's what we needed. And then I, I don't even know where we would get ready to go because remember it was like before the few with Bray. I mean, it was, um, before the match, and it was like one of the promos, probably like a week or two before, and it was Bray in the ring, Uncle Howdy in the ring, L.A. Knight in the ring. Yep. L.A. Knight slid out, and then Uncle Howdy hit the sister Abigail on Bray. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, yo, this, what, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to think right now. Is this supposed to be, like, a representation of one of his demons trying to communicate with him and bring him back? Because remember, when he came back, he was trying to be, like, positive and be like, I'm not the fiend. I'm not that guy anymore. He, he was trying to be, like, the quote-unquote, the, the same stable guy. And then you had Uncle Howdy, remember who you are, reveling what you are. So man, it was that guy was a master storyteller. I feel like WWE owes us. Just tell us what what we what you were getting ready to do with that. You ain't gotta <laughs> you ain't gotta actually do it. Just just tell us. You know. At this rate, yeah. Just just give me a little bit. Just just a little give give me peace. Give me peace of what you was finna. This do. is how masterful. Bray story. Uh, this is how masterful of a storyteller Bray Wyatt was. WWE literally went and hired a writer from Marvel. Mm-hmm. I remember that from the Marvel movie series, and brought him in at WWE. Yeah, specifically just for Bray. Yeah, I don't care what it's. I, I don't care. Like, yeah, we bring them in for no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Because you hired him. Then Bray returned. We put two and two together. You went and hired a successful Hollywood writer for a multi-million dollar movie franchise in Marvel just to solely write for Bray Wyatt. Because you, they had to. You had to bring in somebody with the mindset that could match where, where Bray wanted to take it. Yeah. Because, oh, man. I would have loved to have been in some meetings creatively where Bray would pitch stuff. I just would have loved to see what the faces in the room would have looked like. Sorry, jaw dropping. They're like, we can't do that. I'm like, what? So we, we can't do that on the segment, all right? Like, like sir, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, man, it's as sad as, it, as sad as it is, I think that we, as wrestling fans, even as human beings, we're going to you know, cherish the memories, the moments that he gave us. Yeah. You know. 
And I think that us as wrestling fans, we should continue to, you know, honor him, you know, still, sh- hey, still share, the, still share all of the clips, mm-hmm. still give, give flowers where it's due. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is a huge loss for the wrestling world. Huge. Normally, losses of this caliber is normally from veteran guys, you know, that have already retired or veteran guys that have, um, that suffered mentally or not in the prime of their careers anymore. Yeah. But to see someone so young in the prime, even when he came back, he looked like he was in like the best shape. Yeah. Of his life. Yeah. Physically? Yeah. He looked good. Like, he was ripped. Yeah. Like, he was ripped. Yeah. Matter of fact, you remember when, you remember when they did, what was it? It was the Raw. When him, The Undertaker, and, um. Mm. That was was LA Knight. That was that, was that? Yeah, because it was leading up to the, um, to the Pitch Black match. Because it was the Raw, it was, um, not Legends Night. Ah, was it Raw Anniversary? It may have been either War Anniversary or, it was or Legends Night. Yeah, it but was yeah, something. But it yeah. was something. I remember that. And it was like almost like the changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, he looked good. He looked real good. Yeah, man. I'm sitting here. I'm looking. I'm looking at the screen, at the at the slides, the graphics that we got up, and it's just like invoking so many different memories, man. Like, God, God was creative masterpiece. I've said that like five thousand times probably, but. I just, it can't be said enough. The most beautiful ability about Bray, no matter what you gave him, he made it work. Even going back to NXT in the Husky Harris days when he was with Nexus. Yeah. Bray made it work. He made it work. Yeah, there there are some people that get into the wrestling and entertainment business that it's what they were made for. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily their purpose, but man, what they did was magic. Yeah. It was masterful. It's mind blowing to see, you know, even if you look at all the people who don't become successful wrestlers, mm-hmm. the ones that do hone a specific character or they, are able to give us so many different layers and levels and experiences and memories. It's it's special. He was special. He will always be revered and acknowledged and, and honored for his ability, who he was and who he will forever be in our hearts. Yeah. You know, I said before we start. Um, I said before we started recording that the small, the this wrestling fan of me, the small, small, very small piece that kind of wishes like, man, this would be maybe it's just a work. <laughs> you know, it's not a work; it's reality. Yeah, we yeah. have lost. Um, in my opinion, and this is solely my opinion. We have lost someone that should have been a bona fide Hall of Famer. Someone that should have had a Hall of Fame worthy career. 
that was hampered by booking. Uh, legend, creative genius, mastermind, just all of those adjectives that you want to use. Uh, huge, huge shock to the wrestling world on today. Um, man. You got anything else you want to add? Only thing I want to say is I continue to uh, pray for the family. Yes. Um, the family, the friends, the kids, everyone that is going to be affected by this, who's currently affected by this, you know, same way WWE likes to say, then, now, and forever. Yeah. Keep those people in your thoughts and prayers because they are going to need it. Yeah. They are going to need it. Most definitely. So, again, um, us here at WrestleHolics are sending our condolences to the family of Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, um, his children, his fiance, his father, his friends. Um, you guys are in our hearts and our prayers. Um, of course, we can never truly understand the magnitude of your loss. We only saw Brave from behind the TV screen. You all saw Brave on a daily, daily basis. Um, so we are definitely praying for you guys. Um, so you guys, you all, our, our viewers here at WrestleHolics, um, again, you know, this wasn't what we had planned to record tonight. Uh, with that being said, we probably will not be releasing the show this Saturday. Um... We will be back next Saturday with um, episode four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, episode four. Episode four of Hill Turn Talk. Uh, that's episode that you not that you probably gonna want to tune into. Uh, gonna be talking about some good stuff on there. Who's better as a heel? Who's better as a face? Um, nostalgia versus now. Which era of wrestling is better? So definitely. Hit that subscribe button, check it out, come back. Um, but for now, once again, the wrestling world has lost a great, great, great performer today. Our hearts and prayers are with the family. And I think it's only befitting that we end this video with the same way we started it, which would be a replaying of the Tim Bell salute to Bray Wyatt. Um, thank you guys for watching. You know, be sure to let us know down in the comments some of your favorite Bray Wyatt moments. Um, how do you make you feel as a fan? Just share the love, your fondest memories of Bray, whatever. Drop them down in the comments. We'll love to hear those memories. But until next time, peace.